Capacitor Spock, circa Stardate 45825. Coordinates redacted. Retrieved from classified archive. The personal files of Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. Play. Closed minds have kept these two worlds apart for centuries. We can either choose to live with that enmity or seek a way to change it. The union of the Vulcan and the Romulan people will not be achieved by politics or by diplomacy. But it will be achieved. Like the first Vulcans, these people are struggling toward a new enlightenment. And it may take decades or even centuries for them to reach it, but they will reach it. And I must help. Welcome, everyone, to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am Johnson, one of your co-hosts, and with me is Mike Thurlow, my co-host. Mike, how are you this fine Sunday? I am doing pretty good. Johnson, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, it's it's cold in New York, so I haven't really gone out this weekend. And it's supposed to snow, what, 12 to 16 inches, maybe, tomorrow, Tuesday? Yeah, so. we're supposed to get uh, up to 18 inches of snow. Um, which in the city we'll see what happens yeah in the city it means like six inches maybe because you you, like the way that the city works immediately yeah right so yeah uh is it really gonna make a difference because i'm not gonna go outside anyway it wouldn't it's not like i would have gone outside to frolic (laughs) so again not not, i'm not sure i'm missing anything for our listeners to note uh johnson does not frolic there we go like i also can Uh, stay in indoors for five days in a row and be fine yes you do and then Um, i go outside i'm like wait why does this feel weird oh it's because i haven't gone outside in five days so Yes, you're you're very good with lockdown and and yeah. quarantine. You're permit, fine. Permit. <laughs> permit in the making. Yeah, uh, I went out today actually to pick up a few things. So it there were a few flurries in the air, like kind of the you know, is it cold? Spitting. Uh, I mean, I was bundled up, so I was not cold, and I was carrying some groceries, so it was uh, I was not, I was not cold. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but it, it's cold. You were yesterday. exerting yourself, so I was exerting myself. So therefore, I was not cold, and I was bundled up. You know, so yeah, uh, went out to pick up a few things before uh, before yeah, the crazy. Before the crazy, yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't actually busy. It wasn't crazy. I mean, people weren't. I think people in New York City are just used to like bad weather, and if they need something, they'll just go to the bodega on the corner or whatever and get yeah, it. Yeah, it's not that hard. Uh, you know, we're not. We're not really a city that you know has. We don't shut down unless. Wait, we have you are ever? Have you ever like um filled up the bathtub with water? Have you done yeah. that before? Yes, in uh, New York. Yes. Uh, so I'm like incredulous every time they say, "Oh, you should do this." Like around even like Sandy and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, "Is the water? Re- if the water really stops, that is a problem." Like <laughs> that's never happened to me ever in New York City. Like ever. 
But yeah, like, if it actually happened, that would be really bad. Right. And it didn't happen, at least for me and Sandy, although I would never want to relive what I went through with in Sandy, you know, pop without power for five days. Oh, you uh, actually lost oh, power yeah. for five days. I was, I was living in Chelsea, so we were below, oh, the suboptimal. Yeah, I, I was, was below fine. Tw- yes, you were fine. I was below 28th Street, and everything oh, below yeah, 28th yeah, yeah. Street was killed or not killed was dead because of the yeah. uh, the 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 grid, oh, the grid, the, the grid was out. Yes. whatever happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, power plants, blocked it something. Yeah. So I blocked it out of my mind, but that, yeah, that was a pretty horrible experience. Oh, that's bad. And there was no cell phone phone service either. So I had to go and go to the corner. Like I, I lived in the middle of a block and there was no cell phone service in my apartment. And uh, yeah, it was, it was not pleasant. It was not pleasant at all. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Wow. But but can you imagine having to drink water from the bathtub? Like, well, you don't drink, so you don't drink it from the bathtub. Is it that for drinking just, purposes? It, yeah, after you boil it and cool it down. Oh, God. I cannot imagine drinking bathtub water. I would, like, it's the I would same drink someone water. to throw up. I would drink someone it, to throw up. Like, it is literally the same water. That would be the visual. <laughs> like, all over the place. I would throw up into the bathtub. And that, I can't drink any of this. So <laughs> It's the same problem. water. <laughs> literally the same water. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So, anyway. All right. Anyway, well, well, all right. Well, this episode, welcome to episode 21 of Deep Space Bride. Um, we are going to be doing our review of Star Trek Discovery Season 3. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look back at some of our high-level thoughts, some of our favorite things, least favorite things, some episode highlights, lowlights, and also, for those of you that may recall, uh, we did a preview before the premiere of season three, episode one, uh, of things that we were hoping to see going into the new season. Um, we're going revisit to revisit that a little bit. Um, so yeah, you know, it's going to be kind of a uh, start to finish uh, overview of Discovery season three. Sounds good. Uh, before we dive in, we wanted to give a shout out to Fansets, the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks podcast network. You know, when I first started listening to Bill and Dan over on Discovering Trek, which is the first uh, series, podcast series that I listened to on this network, uh, they were really excited because Fansets was their sponsor right from the beginning. And so that's where I found out about pins. And uh, I started, I don't think I started collecting them until maybe a little bit later on. But uh, since then, I've collected, I don't know. 20 or 30 of them and they have you always been into like collectibles and things well yeah i mean i've always been into like the the novels the pocket novels i collected all the all right all books or something else i'm talking about like tchotchkes uh no i've not been into a lot of tchotchkes although i have i do have a few of the starship collection um from eagle moss so i have oh yes collected. eagle moss not I a have... presenting sponsor not oh, a presenting star, but I have, yeah. right. I do have a few of those. Uh, but right now, all that is displayed is the Enterprise from uh, from Discovery. So, and actually, the only other ship that I got from the Discovery line was actually the Discovery. So, but I've gotten a few of the other ones. Like, I have an Enterprise D, a Defiant, mm-hmm. 
uh, things like that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about pins and yes, pins. So I I forget. You know, I I definitely met the guys from fan sets at I think New York Comic Con a couple of years ago is oh when God. I first uh first started so it was after i started listening to discovering trek i knew uh -huh. about them i think maybe they must have said that they were going to be at new york comic-con and so i went and met so them. you actually like sought them out yeah so i mean with new york comic-con or any convention you kind of like look at all of the vendors and you figure mm -hmm. out which ones you really want to go see uh, also, you kind of base that upon like any exclusives or special things that they might be launching or selling that you want to get your hands on early. So mm. um, I don't remember they did. Oh, yeah. So they did. They did sponsor a pin and it's actually in the in the pin board I'm working on for near Comic Con 2017. That's actually when I first met them. Oh. So I went to their booth and bought the, that pin and a few others i think i got the uh shenzo, shenzo uh pin and uh, maybe one or two others at that time so i started pretty small and then as uh newer pins came out I, like i really was excited to get some of the starship ones mm -hmm. and then uh they started doing the women of trek ones and uh one of the special ones that they launched uh with the first round was a uhura one that was had a sparkly background and they made a special thing of of that uh and so i ended up buying that one and then finally jadzia came out so mm -hmm. i'm so i'm not collecting the whole collection but i'm collecting like my favorite women of star trek mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um so yeah so that's sort of how i you know i still need to finish my pin board it has that's been in uh, progress for a while it has well it's been on hold for a while actually so it's why um, why why it's been on hold uh you know other projects other things have kind of taken precedence life uh, life has taken precedence <laughs> sure yeah that too mm -hmm. um so and i need to do so, so i built it and then i went to close it up and the the board and the back was too thick around the edges and wouldn't fit into the frame anymore so I have to go back and like cut it down a little bit, but I had already fascinating, glued it. fascinating. Yes, yes. I already glued it. It was quite a quite a project to put it together, but mm -hmm. uh, now I'm, so I've been dreading the work that I'm gonna have to put into it to take it apart and cut it down so that it actually fits into the frame this time. So that's why I've it's been on hold. It's a bit more than just like putting more pins in it. Because it's, it's all DIY. Yes, it is DIY. And yeah. uh, so, you know, other things have kind of taken precedence, including uh, reorganizing everything so I can build build out a uh, office, home office. So um, I know you're not into pins. You're not no, into I support anything. you. I support <laughs> you in your endeavors because I'm not into collecting things. Uh, we've talked about this before. I, I have stuff, obviously. You know, they're like, it's like, screwed away i'm like a you know i'm a squirrel you know i'll like collect all the things like you know for me it's like more kind of like board games but it's like kind of hidden away for another day like the only other thing that i would like say i'm i collect is like coral um, you know kind of for my saltwater tank but i'm not really into like i mean the reason why for our listeners why mike is kind of going off and talking about 
you know, his experience with fan sets is because I don't, I don't collect things like that. Because the thing about pins and chachis and things like that is that literally the whole point of collecting them is you display them somewhere. Meanwhile, I'm like scurrying things away, hiding things from, hiding things from sight, you know, which is the exact opposite of what you want to do when it comes to like collectibles like that. So that's true. Yeah, for me anyway, I'm like, no, thank you. But I appreciate your endeavors. Well, and and you know, you from afar. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support, Johnson. I do appreciate the positive affirmations that you give me. Yeah, and I do want to say that you do have one pin that I gave you. So I, you yes, know, that I have displayed. You but... do have the Picard badge mm-hmm. that I uh, I bought you as a yes, gift. But that's enough. Displayed. Don't give me anymore. You give me some other ones and I don't even know where they are anymore. I, I put them away and they're never going right. to see the light of day until I die. And well, you, you know, the other one I thought about getting you that I think you'd appreciate and you might actually display is Boimler. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I would put him anywhere. I mean, I would appreciate it, but then I'm like, what do I do with this now? Well, I mean, I would give you the stand to put it in and you could put him right There's next no more to space. The, you. The bookshelf is full. It is not full. Stop it. All right. Boimler is literally there. an inch wide. <laughs> There's plenty of stuff. Oh it's my it's gosh. Enough. You are too much. Anyway, anyway. Well, so there are so many different pins. And, um, you know, if you are dear listeners, uh, want to pick up some fans and get a little bit of a discount for listening to us, uh, you can use the code DS Pride, all one word, all in caps. And you'll get 10% off your next order. And on top of that, so I talked a little bit about the two women of Trek that I have so far. And uh, Fansets is getting ready to start the third series of their ongoing Women of Trek collection. And they want help from us, all of the Trek Geeks podcast listeners. So if you go to trekgeeks.com slash vote, uh, you can put your information in there and give the name of the woman of Trek that you would like to see next. And um, at the end of the contest, which I don't, we don't know the exact end of the day, but we do know that on April 1st, they're gonna pick a winner. And if you are the winner, you'll win a complete set of the Women of Trek master set, which was the first one they did. And they, they put it really nicely in this nice case. Uh, there's like, I think nine or 10 pins. Um, and you'll Money. also win a, but it's already framed. So you don't need to do anything, Johnson. All you would need okay. to do is hang it up. It's like more things, more things. Hang it up. And uh, you'd also, you're also going to win a series set of series two pins. Um, and uh, they Very recently generous. come out uh, with Tilly uh, to Paul. I can't even think of who's coming out next uh, off the top of my head, but uh, they're really great. So if you have some favorite women of track, whether you get the whole collection or just get one or two, like I have, go ahead and use the code DS pride and get 10% off your whole order. And if you're in the U S and you spend $30, you'll get free shipping. So yeah, free shipping. there you go. Well, anyway, there it is. Thank you, Mike, for telling us all about your pin board. That was riveting. Um, but, you know, I support our listeners as well. And all your consumerist endeavors and, you know, endeavors for tchotchkes and more things for where you live, whether it be your apartment or house. Um, yeah. So as Saru would like to say, hit it. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. 
Um, so why don't we get into, unless you had anything else to say about pins and. No, no, no. I now? think it's time to you get into everything? our, yeah, I think it's time to get into our discovery season three review. Let's go. What's the latest? The mining vessel Coloma is waiting for us at the dilithium planet. First deliveries are two Federation worlds, five non-Federation worlds, and one star base that would like to thank us with their signature gelato. All right, then. Everybody ready? Yes, yes Captain. Captain. Let's fly. Why don't we get into the meat of the episode and talk about Discovery Season 3. So the first thing that I thought it'd be great for us to do is to just kind of go over kind of our high-level thoughts about this season and how we would compare it to other seasons of Discovery. So, Mike, do you want to go first? Sure. So compared to so my high-level thoughts on, on Season 3? And That's then exactly what I just other... said. Yes. Wherever you want to take it, I, I will you go are along ag- with you. I'll you go have, along with you the ride. You have brought extra sarcasm to the party today. Okay. I hope I hope our listeners are appreciating that. So anyway, here yeah, we go. Yeah. Here's what anyway. I thought. Um, here's what I think about Discovery. And I, I, I did spend some time really thinking about this because I really wanted to have my thoughts kind of collated in a way that was... Because coherent. usually it's just like all over the place. I, yeah, usually it's just whatever. Scatterbrained. Yeah. Anyway. But this time I actually did my homework. Mm-hmm. So this, you know. Oh, yeah. Listeners, Mike, we were like preparing for this podcast. And Mike was like taking all the notes. And I was like, what, what do you even, what, what is there to even like collect in terms of your thoughts? I don't understand. He's just like going for, I don't know, a good grade or something. Anyway, continue. Thank you. Uh, yes. I, I mean, I wanted to sound intelligent about this whole thing. So, uh, but here's, here's my initial thought or okay. some of my high level thoughts about I'm ready. The, the season. Are you? Yes. Here we go. Yes. So I <laughs> uh, one thing about discovery that I've realized over these three seasons uh, and especially this season because we were entering a whole new like time frame. So it required mm-hmm. uh, I I think with discovery one of the things that happens is that you have to have it requires actually a lot of patience and you have to be in it for the whole ride because the payoffs are usually slower than you would like. Uh, but I think the return on investment is worth it ultimately. So, uh, and this is no, this season is no exception, uh, mm-hmm. as we kind of chatted before. And, you know, in preparing for this, I also listened to our preview episode and we referenced some things from previous seasons, yeah, like yeah. the arc of the, uh, the red angel Ugh. and things like that. Yes, we, we, <laughs> you know, we know you don't like that. Uh, but so season three follows that same kind of structure. Like they really draw it for out. For better or for worse. Continue. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's there's ample evidence on both sides that it is for better and also for worse. Yeah. Uh, you know, so 
so, you know, once again, you have to have patience for this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things are drawn out. You don't, uh, not just about the burn, but, you know, the Federation is gets drawn out. Like what, yeah, yeah. you know, all of those things that we wanted to know what the 32nd mm-hmm. century was all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, also what happens to Michelle Yeoh's character, Emperor Giorgio, that was drawn out. Um, and also, you know, even more so, uh, something that was kind of close and to our hearts was who is Adira and who is Gray. That's definitely been drawn out as well. And so uh, you kind of have to have a bit of patience with with Discovery as they kind of let this all come out. I think it's okay to like drop these seeds and kind of let them germinate. And now I'm like, you know, going into all these, these like horticulture terms for whatever reason <laughs> um but i think that's okay i think like a lot especially a lot of serialized storytelling they'll like drop like you know their foreshadow and then it's like you know episodes episodes later they'll kind of come back to it I, I think there's like there's there's definitely ways of doing that really well um personally i think discovery is a little hit or miss with it and i think you know but fundamentally speaking i think that that kind of storytelling um is totally fine especially in today's era where we're not talking about 20 episode seasons, only like 10 to 13 episodes. Exactly. Especially yeah. in binge era, you know, so sometimes you're yeah. not going to, it's it's actually not that long a wait to kind of get some of these answers. Then, yeah, I think the, yeah, I think though that, um, that Star Trek fans expect a little bit more. And also I think that uh, it would be great if the, the seeds that were germinating were kind mm. of grown a little bit more speedily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I think there needs to be, you know, in the future, and not that any Star Trek are, are Discovery we, producer, are we giving the feedback? <laughs> and you know, is listening. Guys, just yes. note for future just reference. Note. Right, yeah. exactly. Please, yeah, no, please. I'm sure she's not listening to us, but uh, if she were, I would say like give us a little bit more along the way. Like I think mm-hmm. smaller arcs are good would be nice maybe one overarching thing but certainly smaller arcs and you can kind of see that in this season but i don't think that the the payoffs are quite as great like especially this season where we're going into a new universe into a new galaxy into a new uh time frame Mm -hmm. and we don't really learn much because you you learn it piecemeal yeah it was great to and one of my favorite things and we'll get to that later is you know going to earth and and places like that but sure. um you know I, I think there just needs to be a little bit more payoff sooner for the fans who are really investing in this mm-hmm. um the other thing that i uh i think that this season in particular was really what was really great about this was rather than having to deal with the whole question of how are they going to make this fit into canon uh, we get a Thank perspective. God. Yeah, we get a perspective or a way yeah. to say it, to see it as what is new about this world and how do we fit in here? So it's, uh, you know, you know, in the first episode, we get to see the programmable matter, which is really cool. I mean, so there's a lot of. Um, Are you talking about like the whole the whole concept of it being prequel to start and then they're trying yeah. to fit it into the context of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel that there were just. First of all, they were, I think, that's kind of like hindering yourself from the beginning. You know, like people, so many people complain about Enterprise. So you would think that the next series after Enterprise, they would kind of learn their lesson because so many people complain about Enterprise. But it's like, let's do another prequel. It's like, 
what? <laughs> like, why? And yeah. so many people complain about it. And you run into all these like canon issues and people are complaining about like the technology. People are hating on it. You might as well just like, I don't know why you even do that. Just be like, you know, just. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, like, I'll just, tell you, uh, I'll tell you two, two things that are, can't wait. that are, are worth it for that Ready. reason. Captain Pike and Lieutenant Spock. You know, we and and sure. strange new worlds, you know, things that we wouldn't have gotten if they had set this in the 31st, 32nd century to begin with. So I guess I think there was some payoff. And I think, you know, that that's that's an important piece of it. I mean, yeah, it's nice, but I'm sure people are going to be bitching so much about strange yeah. new worlds. You know, yeah. like there's going to be sure. like, how is it? gonna fit like oh this is like the spock before the cage doesn't make sense blah 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 whatever yeah. i mean like i go back and forth on it um i think that if it, it can be done well and i think that the thing about the one thing i would say about pike is that we know so little about him and also number one that it's treading a little bit less so on sacred ground you know what i mean like spock i think it's gonna be you know we'll see what they do with spock but because we know so little about Captain Pike and his adventures before we're introduced to him in the cage, I think there's like just so much to explore there because it's not much. Well, so remember the cages, on. the cages already happened. So the cage happened before discovery technically. Oh yes. 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 Sorry. It's, so um, what's it's... that episode? What's that episode of TOS? Sorry. When they go back. Uh, not the cage. Um, See, this is where my TOS knowledge really is lacking. Yeah, but uh, it was a two-parter. Because, it was a two-parter. It's two the episode where they reuse footage from the cage. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Sorry, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't think of it, and it's going to bother me. So, yeah, I mean, um, so we do get that out of this whole idea, but now in the third season and going into the fourth season, we don't have to fit into canon. Thank God. Uh, so we get to, you know, build new things mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. you know, make make this make whatever we want and i think gosh whoever came up with programmable matter what a great idea however you know they overused it in the finale perhaps and we've talked at nauseum on that uh but um yeah so i i, I think that that's another high level thing about this season that i really like is that mm -hmm. we don't have to play in the canon toolbox anymore yeah. we we get to set a set a whole new world yes um yes and the final thing I would say about this season is that, you know, we were, and again, you can't really see it until the end and we didn't really hear it till the end, but it, if you look back, it does make sense in a lot of ways. Um, so we, we came into this season thinking that the burn was going to be the big thing. It was the big thing overall. Uh -huh. I mean, uh -huh. it covered 13 episodes. Uh, Osira came in about episode six or seven. I forget which one. Yeah. So halfway. she became the big bad halfway through. Um, but ultimately, as we learn in the in the finale, uh, with Michael's over, you know, like kind of personal log overview, uh, as they were returning to Federation headquarters, you know, mm -hmm. it's the theme of this season. This season specifically has been connection and disconnection. And I, you, I still kind of feel it's a little shoehorned in, but continue. I, I don't think it is. I think looking at it from every every episode, if you if you just look at the listing on CBS All Access and look at the episode, you can either say are they experiencing connection or disconnection or both. 
But we talked. I think about you this. can check the you can check the box. But however, we don't like, get into it. I mean, we talked about this, but I feel yeah. Like... But I think it's one of the big theme themes for the season, and I also think that based upon that, it is one of it is very appropriate given that the year that we've just kind of gone through in 2020. Sure. So I think that it it once again Star Trek spoke to the time, whether we knew it or not. In a lot of ways, it spoke to the time that we're in. Uh, and that's also what I think. Uh, I think this season mm-hmm. did better than uh, better than its previous two incarnations. Uh, so, how would you rate this? Grade this rather compared to other the seasons one and two of Discovery. You know, that's that's hard. You know, I gave it a score of nine um, because Ooh. if you if you look at if you if you look at the season as a whole, and I really like when I was thinking about this, yeah, I, yeah, maybe a nine is high, but but in every episode, I can find something that I enjoyed, something that was mm-hmm. pivotal. I may have not enjoyed everything about that episode. Certainly, mm-hmm. the bottom ones, I you know, there's fewer things to find. But when we get to my three slash four favorite things, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also when we talk about the things that I was looking forward to this season. Uh, I think that overall it met all of my uh, kind of expectations in that way. And, mm-hmm. and also it was 13 weeks of, you know, of Star Trek, uh, new Star Trek and, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you know, getting us through from October to the beginning of 2020, I think mm-hmm. was 2021 rather uh, was great to have it there. And, um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it may not, it's not a perfect season. I don't think that there is any Nine's perfect very high season. Then. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm not, you know, it had, had some, you know, things that I didn't like, and I'll uh-huh. tell you that we'll talk about those in a little bit, but, yeah. um, you know, I think overall, I think there's more to love about this season than there is to not love about it okay and um so yeah those are some of some of my kind of high level thoughts compared to and also comparison to other seasons so Mm -hmm. what about you what are what are some of your high level thoughts on season three yeah i mean you touched on this a little bit already um i feel that and we've just we've definitely brought this up in a few episodes of ours but i i feel that the majority of the season is very you know, I would rate grade this the same as season two. Um, since you already gave your grade, I'll give mine. I would give this a six out of ten. Um, and I would also give that season two a six out of ten. Um, I I think that the, you know, like the whole thing about both season two and season three of Discovery is that they're both in terms of the way that the story is told very... I'm going to use this term again, very fetch questy, where they're kind of just going after one thing after another. They're they're trying to find the next puzzle piece, the next clue, the next task. Um, and I think that it kind of becomes, personally, I thought that it became, becomes a little repetitive um, in terms of the narrative structure um, in the way that the plot is pushed forward. Obviously, we're getting a lot of these like, character moments. And, you know, the good character moments are definitely at least for me the highlight um but i think there are things like and i'm gonna this is one of my like least favorite things of this of the season but i i think that um 
so first of all, there's a there's a narrative structure, which I'm like, it's a little bit, it could be a little repetitive, whatever. The other thing is that I um I just didn't love the the world that we came into, like on a broader basis. And what I mean by that is I feel that it isn't that different because we're talking about like literally a thousand years, right? That's like going from 1000 AD to 2000 AD. If you think about like how drastically our world changed within that time frame, it's like crazy, right? It, it's like the amount of advancement in the way that we think, the, the way that we speak, it's just so crazily different. It's almost unrecognizable, right? And I just don't think, obviously we have the burn and that has really impacted the way that the galaxy, you know, a lot of the way that the galaxy and the people within the galaxy they, they function and they interact and they connect with London or whatever. But I didn't really think it was, I feel there was personally a lack of imagination when it comes to how different this world was. Like for example, the world where we, people of earth, right? Where they revisit earth. I was pretty disappointed with how earth was. Like, I was like, this is really not that different. San Francisco basically looks the same, you know? Like there's just things like that, that I'm like, yeah, I just, it wasn't like a, almost like, I, I, I feel there was a kind of a lost opportunity to really change up uh, the paradigm of, you know, the world we were coming into. Um, because for the most part, everything was really recognizable except for the issue of dilithium. Uh, program, the program matter, programmable matter, <laughs> can't speak today. Uh, I thought that was interesting. It's basically like an extension of like just 3D printing or something like, you know, and I, I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know, like it's kind of interesting, but everything's basically still the same, you know, like it's just like, it's an extension of 3D printing slash replicator technology um, or even like hol holographic technology. It's really not that drastically different. Like, you know, even in the first episode where we're introduced to heel and we see his, you know, there's some cool effects with like the, his living space or whatever. I'm like, this could also just be holograms. You know, it, it's, is it really that different? So, I mean, no, no, I, I just feel that overall, there was just like, it could have been more. Um, and the whole thing with the burn, I know you were more enthusiastic about um, the, the outcome and the, you know, the, the solution to the mystery. But for me, it was kind of like a letdown. It really wasn't that compelling. Like the solve to it wasn't that compelling. Right. And I haven't you know? thought about that. So, you know, I looked when I, cause we, we talked about that in mm -hmm. previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. And when I went back and listened to our preview episode, the mm -hmm. way that you rated that and the way that I rated that, you rated that as yes. the number, the number one, one thing. Yes. yes. Mine was I number that too. five. And yeah. so I, I think for me, it was like, so it was, bigger was, more critical like, yeah for you yeah. it was more critical and for me it wasn't and that's also why i felt like uh when i found out about the burn it made sense but i'd also like figured out that the burn isn't really the big story here our characters are the big story so um that's uh that's i think part of the reason why you're you might be a little more disappointed mm. is because you put yeah. so much emphasis on the burn whereas the other two and we'll get to it but the other two questions that you had are actually still kind of unresolved 
but you we do have a better picture of the federation and the galaxy mm -hmm. at large mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. you lumped that together with the burn and so mm -hmm. it became this big deal for you to have it be solved right. in such a creative and yeah expansive I, I, way I, yeah i think for me the universe the world building um aspect of it like the mythology building is really big for me for star trek in general so for me like you know the world that we came into was it was different but it in some ways again like uh, just to repeat myself like i thought it kind of lacked imagination um and uh yeah for me definitely i mean like you know maybe it was like because i watched so many promos or something like the burn was a big deal and that was like the narrative hook um, so I think that's, that's the thing. They like, they hinge, they hinge a lot of the thrust, the narrative thrust of these seasons on this big mystery. Same thing with like season two and the red angel and then ultimately like control, whatever, right? That's a thing that's like driving our characters forward. And obviously you have character, like these, again, these character moments that really shine. Um, but it's this bigger mystery that's like pushing things forward and things are happening around it. So I guess for me, yeah, it was just like, meh, there's like a lot of meh um you know throughout the season and there were definitely highlights for me but i just thought there was um untapped potential i suppose but okay. yeah so anyway i would you know i rank it the same as season two so um, did you like these seasons less than the first season yeah so i loved the first season i know people okay. hate the first season um but wait, so I, wait I, didn't, I don't hate the first season. no no no, no. I, people complain uh, about oh, the, people uh, people complained oh, about yeah. the first season yeah. but you know like it was just like shiny and new. Um, some of the science was questionable, but I was like, sure, whatever, I don't care. Um, Jason Isaacs was so good as just like, he was just so compelling. Like he stole the show all the time. Um, and then you find out he's from the mirror universe and then the whole Cleon war backstory. I, just, I don't know. I just thought it just did, it was so good. I, I personally just thought it was, it was just a strong season. Okay. And it wasn't all it, it wasn't all just on one mystery. It wasn't just like one mystery box that they had to solve. Like you had the Klingon War and that was the spark, right? That kind of thrust things forward. And you had, I think the, the thing about season one as well is that since there was no, this season is about this mystery, it was more about the characters and they were, the characters driving the story forward. Um, so there wasn't this expectation of like, you know, like we need to find this, we need to understand what's happening here. There was a Klingon war, yes, but it was more the characters that were kind of pushing things versus this, this mystery, right? In any case. Um, so yeah, so that's, I mean, yes, I love season one. Season one, I would give like a nine out of 10. Oh, okay. Um, All yeah. Right. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, should we move on to our next uh, piece, our three favorite things and our three things that we didn't like? About yeah. So why don't we start with things that we liked and then we can go on to the things that we disliked. And I'll try to not to, you know, go on to this diatribe of like, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. But why don't you go first about the things that you liked? Well, so I had four things that I really liked and I, ah! and I, I know I couldn't, I couldn't. You can continue enthusiasm. I couldn't, I could not, you know, I had this one and, and I was able to group uh, them together. So my number four thing, favorite thing, I'm going to go in reverse order because number one is really the important and best part for me of this season. Okay. Uh, so number four uh, is the new types of starships, uh, including 
the disco refit. So um, I, I do love the new disco, uh, the outside. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I like the outside. Uh, uh -huh. I wish we got uh, to see the other starships more, though. That's yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, but just a glance at them and how different they are. So that's that is the piece of world building that I really enjoyed. And you know, I love starship porn, and uh, this this season had some of it, not enough of it. I agree. Not enough. Uh, not you enough. know, especially especially in that in the episode where um, you know Osiris trying to escape and. Uh, Sukal in in the episode Sukal I think is when she comes and and she's stolen the the or is it there is or, a or she's trying to escape from Federation headquarters yeah maybe there's that's a the finale tide. Oh, no that's the there is a tide she's trying to escape from Federation she's already escaped at that point I think I don't know no, anyway no, anyway anyway whenever it happened uh you know when they when the other starships were attacking Discovery. Uh, -huh. uh we didn't get to see enough of that like there no. should have been some up close shots and, and and they're always kind of fuzzy i don't understand yeah, why yeah. That is. i don't even just get sharp so. images of these starships yeah so uh that was my number four number three i want to like oh maybe season four we i would love to visit another starship i i nice. agree totally that would be please, awesome i agree please. yes please i agree please uh, show paradise please <laughs> uh number number three uh revisiting old places so i loved revisiting earth okay uh, that was I one loved, of mine uh i did not love revisiting earth but i did love revisiting vulcan slash navarre and trill and well we'll get to that i have a i have a different have opinion thoughts. on that i have other thoughts on that interesting, uh, interesting so my revisiting old places and old things are earth trill and the guardian of forever so those things in particular, those three things in particular, I love, I loved uh -huh. that earth, earth was separate and different. Um, is it that different? It may have not visually looked different, but also I don't, you know, just one point. I don't think that we're, you know, as humanity, I don't uh -huh. honestly, I think a hundred years from now isn't going to look all that different than now, except our our phones may be clear pieces of plastic like they are in the expanse. Uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, we may be in, we'll be in space, well, hopefully, but I don't, years. Like I still don't think, I still like... don't think the arc of, of, of growth is, I think based upon I think man's only... and human, uh, sorry, not man's on humankind's development, the arc of time is slow. And I don't, and uh, I, I would disagree. A thousand, a thousand think... to 2000 is different than, 2000 no, to 3000 i think it's exponential i think there are studies about this about how with technology and ai are the things that we, the, the rate of change is exponential and even daniel's not to, well you know it's all legit right because we talk about the temporals all the time daniel's told trip in enterprise that earth is unrecognizable in the 31st century like and, because and because trip was like oh was is earth still around and he was like yeah but you wouldn't recognize it yeah, I would say you wouldn't recognize it because it's holed off on its own away from the Federation. Okay, I don't... All right, whatever. We, we have different classifications of what... Uh, of Yeah, I mean, I, I get I get what you're talking about, but I also think that humankind doesn't change that rapidly. I think our technology and our setting may change. But, but that's I what I'm talking about. I'm not human... talking about people, sure. I... Yeah, we don't... A thousand years from a biological standpoint is not that much, but no, we're exactly. talking about technology, the way that we you know build our build the world and create and 
modify and destroy the world around our us. worlds. Just, and, sure. des- and destroy our worlds. So it I think that, that that's is... also the the part that we don't take into account. Yeah, our technology may expand, but honestly, our humanity hasn't expanded. Well, by the 24th century, supposedly, like there's no more, you know, there's no more poverty and like blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah. So but... by then we're fine. And then and then we have the burn and then it all goes to hell when worlds except, are kind of... Well, it all goes to hell from a interplanetary interplanetary perspective. But yeah. Earth by itself and even Vulcan slash Avar by itself I think we talked about this. Like they're they're on their own. They're fine. It's just like the more of the. I don't know if they're fine. I think they're ma- a mess. I mean, obviously the the Earth had been so separate that they even ignored uh, Earthers who were on a on a Titan Titan or whatever. So anyway, so I enjoyed visiting Earth. I thought Trill was especially poignant because I then went back after watching that episode and watched the DS9 episode and the right. caves of Makala mm-hmm. are so similar and so well done that uh, it's I thought that upgraded. Was they're pretty similar. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. glad they Def- didn't like completely redo it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. Right. I, yeah. But it's similar, like but yes, better. Just like the Guardian of Forever is similar, right. but better. More so, realized. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my third thing that I like. The the second thing I liked was the new characters. I really like and really love Adira and Gray, and I can't wait to get to know them more. I actually really grew to like Book a lot. Uh, and also we got Admiral Vance or Dadmiral, as he's affectionately called, and uh, also Lieutenant Wilma, who's um, I think Who's it's Lieutenant Woman. That's his chief security officer. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's so, a little bit of RBF, though. But yes. Yes. Uh, but still, she's 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 great. Um, she's, yeah. So I thought that we, we got some really we got some we got some really new, interesting new characters. And David Cronenberg. I wish he had more to yeah. do. But yeah, you know, those. Yeah, he was great. And I, I'd like to see uh, see more from him as well. Well, he's yeah. coming back in season four. He, he yeah. did. He did uh, chat about that. Oh, so he was cool. like, "I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing." He, I think he was like, "I don't know what I'm reading," but you know, I'm just here. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I think I think that there's a lot of you know what's really amazing in this in this setting in this time that we live in, especially with the internet, that there aren't more spoilers for Star Trek out there. It's really impressive. Um, yeah. So yeah, good job. Anyway, and so my number one favorite thing, and this is what I really. I'm excited about mm. and it's kind of all encompassing is the formation of a family in Star Trek and a family of LGBTQ okay. people. Okay. Uh, you know, Paul, Hugh, Adira, and Gray are becoming this amazing family unit. Uh, and also I think that the development of both Paul and Hugh in new and different ways. So for Paul, he's become a little bit softer, uh, and really looks to a deer taking Adira under his wing and Hugh, uh, do we call him Chief Medical Officer Hugh? Do we call him Neelix. Chief Counselor Hugh? Brown officer? No, I don't think he's. <laughs> I think he's either. I, I think he's. I just want to retread that. I just want uh, to retread that. No, no. I just this... watched two Vicks. Like, oh, gosh. No, 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 no. No. No, he's not Morale Officer. He's either Counselor or Chief Medical Officer. Either way, Neelix it's great was to underused. see. Okay. We're, we're not here to talk about <laughs> Voyager. <laughs> No more, no more Neelix. <laughs> um, 
Um, so I am really excited to see the idea of a family forming in the mm. 32nd century that looks and feels like families that you and I and other people in the LGBTQIA yeah. community can look to, can embrace, can uh -huh. uh, feel uh, included as part of this universe. And uh, they, you know, if you, and this is what made this season for me, really, if you go back and you look through all of these episodes, there are pieces of this formation happening in almost every episode. So uh, that's also why I rate it so high is because out of this season, we do get this family and this development um, of this, of Paul and Hugh and additionally of Adira and uh, Gray to some extent, but also also the acceptance of Gray to the point where you, Paul has never seen him mm -hmm. and Hugh has gotten a chance to see him as a Vulcan and, and watched him disappear. So there's just, there's so many layers to that. And I just think that it's amazing to see that. And that is probably my favorite thing of this season is having that example be a part of Star Trek mm -hmm. for everyone to see. And that is why yeah. I gave Disco season three a nine because of that because we didn't see that before uh we didn't see um you know we saw you know in season one we saw paul and hugh together then we saw them torn apart in uh -huh. season two uh you know definitely a lot of turmoil but now we're really forming a family and a family unit and one where uh paul goes you know batshit crazy for lack of a better term on michael mm -hmm. because she's sending him away and he wants to save his family and right, is losing right. his mind. So right, right, right. that is uh, my number one reason for, or my number one favorite thing of this season. And uh, yeah, over to you. Cool. Um, all good points. Um, so I mentioned, you know, there was a little bit overlap in terms of what we were talking about. So um, yeah, I think, because it was one of the things that I was kind of looking forward to. I wish we got even more of it, but kind of revisiting some of these old spots. Earth for me was kind of let down, but I really liked. So obviously, you know, Navarre for me was great because there was that emotional payoff from the um, the Vulcans and the Romulans coming together, and that that touches on one of my other one of the other items that. I was really looking forward to in the season was any sort of throwbacks, um, Easter, whether they be Easter eggs or kind of follow-ups or resolutions to kind of these like big plot threads. I wouldn't call them the main plot threads, like from like, you know, old series. And Unification 3, I mean, was such, was my favorite episode of the season. It was just so well done because of all the different things that it was, it, it was trying to do and it actually pulled it off for me. Um, we agree so, on that one thing, by the way. Out of we, everything we've uh, talked uh, about, we, we, have, we yeah, okay. have the favorite, same favorite episode. So Unification 3 was, for me, one of the things I liked the most, even though it's also like one of my top episodes. Um, I just think that from a narrative perspective, character building perspective, throwback perspective, all these things, it just did so well. And that's why Navarre was also like looking at Navarre and what was going on there. Um, that was also my top, uh, you know, top things I liked about the season. And Tro, Tro was also interesting. Like, I, I wasn't like, 
enthralled by like you know the the caves or whatever but i just really like seeing and this was a case where uh you know they separate from the federation and you saw that they culturally had changed so much um and i thought that that was really interesting um and i, I kind of wish we saw more of that kind of like again that world building um that deep dive into and you know what the what the universe looks like now and i feel that there's like definitely something untapped there particularly because michael was in this world in you know in this world for a year before we you know she comes back into our lives basically um so i'm sure she like and that was weird right because michael you remember she was like wait the vulcans renamed their planet but i was like wait you've been around for a year you should know this <laughs> in any case um that you what she wouldn't she wouldn't at least maybe check a data log about like you know her home planet whatever um but uh yeah i mean like there's so much like there that we haven't even tapped into like what does she do for a full year anyway uh chase down data boxes black boxes but, um so yes so going back to plans are you know we're familiar with getting an update from them uh unification three um and then just more time with cast members other than Michael Burnham. So, um, you know, being able to catch up with the secondary cast members, giving Tilly a moment to shine and really like grow as a character and giving her new responsibilities. Um, Saru kind of giving him a chance to um, be captain, whether or not he was successful in that endeavor is up for debate. Um, I thought he did a good job, um, but yeah, just, I wish we had even more time with the secondary characters, but I'll take it, you know, like I'll take it. Um, we got some of that, you know, like whether it be playful banter or seeing them in action and seeing them kick ass together, um, whether it be in Prime or Mirror Universe, you know, it was great. It was it was great just seeing that. Um, so, you know, there were things I wish we saw more of, um, you know, with Detmer and her PTSD. I thought that that was resolved rather quickly. Um, you know, in most respects, um, you know, there are things like that. I, I still want to know Lieutenant Reese. Like, I still don't really know much about him. Like, you know, there are things like that that I'm like, all right, we can spend a little more time like with these characters, especially like if we're given, you know, there's this setup and then it's like, you know, there's only so much time that's committed to them. But again, I will take it. So yeah, so those were my uh, three favorite things about the season. So should we go into things that we didn't like as much? Yeah, sure. So you want to go first? Sure. I just uh, been talking. Well, the, you know, it's funny that you say that. And I agree that we did see some growth as uh, of the secondary crew. Mm -hmm. uh, but so the things that I didn't like, number three, it was actually that we didn't get as much development of the secondary crew as I would hope. I mean, and, and I was like, I'll take it. I mean, I want more, but. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you should have given us more. So yeah. uh, Detmer aside, I think we we did get to see a lot of lot more Detmer than the others. Yeah. Um. And but we did get to see them also in the Mirror Universe versions in Terra Firma. So we did get to see that. But aside from that, I mean, that was that was you know one and a half episodes or one episode. If yeah. You take it um and then detmer had but it's more than throughout. past seasons Look, yeah you know. yeah sure but i <laughs> I, I i thought that you know part of although i one of my favorite things was all the new characters i do still think that we need more exploration of our current crew yeah. and 
Uh, so that's one of the things I didn't like. That was my number mm -hmm. three that I didn't mm -hmm. like. Number two Understandable. is uh, also something you shared. Uh, I, the thing that I didn't like is we didn't actually visit Navarre. We didn't actually beam down. True, we didn't go see, down. Yeah. Uh, so we hung in orbit, and we did. Yeah. We did a. Uh, we did what the what they did with Trill in the um, in the DS9 episode, um, where we didn't we didn't see any of the the world basically. They, uh, we did. Nope, so little... the only uh, no, in they the go to the science lab and the and the cave. The science, yeah, the science lab and the caves, and that was it. You didn't see anything. You didn't see any yes. of those. You didn't see any uh, Vista prints of uh, of, uh, <laughs> the map of the prints. Uh, map prints of of the city. Like you get to see Cardassia and other mm -hmm. places. Sure. Um, so we didn't get to see anything about what Navarre looks like at sure. all. So uh, I didn't like that actually. Okay. Um, okay. Um, that was um, that was my number two. And so the number one thing that I did not like mm -hmm. about this season. Mm -hmm. overall is the turbo lift shafts that was like, you know, number one. Okay. discovery yeah. and i you know i this actually if michelle paradise could listen to 30 seconds of what i'm <sighs> about is. to say this would be it uh -huh. can we please have a technical manual and can you please <laughs> follow it can you please not give us as Dan Davidson loves to say, the TARDIS interior of the Discovery, which is not possible. Yeah. Uh, that is my biggest thing, uh, dislike of this season. And it did take me out. We talked a lot about it last yeah. episode. Um, they they showed it a few other times in the season as well. Uh, Even it in is season just... two, there was. There were a few shots. But it was yep. much less blatant than this. This was just yeah. another level. This was, yeah, this was on another level. And uh it's just not possible. It's not, you know, I don't care if we're in the 32nd century. They did not build a trans-dimensional interior of a starship that just goes on and on and on and on forever. The, the it just discovery... also doesn't make sense. Like, you know, no, because there was, doesn't. so I was reading this comment because it, there was an episode of Enterprise where they find like, um, it was a time travel vessel or something. And the inside was bigger than the outside. But it was by no means like this. Like they basically they went in, it looked like a really tiny ship and then they found like an engine room and they were like, how is this possible? So there's a little play on space. Um, but this was just, another, it was like unnecessary. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Like even if you don't make it bigger, why this ginormous space for turbo lifts? Like maybe storage, I don't know, or something. If you can there actually, isn't, you, know, you know, like it was Jeffrey's just like, it didn't make tubes. sense. Yeah, there's, there's no, no Jeffrey's tubes. There's no, you know, it just doesn't make like, sense. Like why are the corridors so tiny compared to this like massive space for turbo lifts? Yeah, exactly. It so sense. it's just, you know, and it's a, you know, it was built in the 2200s and so it should have followed a very specific right. bridge layout, uh, like ship layout, and uh, it never, you know, it never did. And so I would love a discovery tech manual, and I would love for the writers and everyone to follow it because mm -hmm. that is actually what one of the things that Star Trek has been good about in all of these fifty-five yeah. plus years is is that. And so, right. um, you know, they just I had need, a real problem yeah. with that. I had or a real they problem. need someone like. Michael Okuda, like a title yep. consultant to be like, no, <laughs> like do not do this because it doesn't make sense. I just like 
so odd. I don't know why there's no. Well, and I think it ties to the fact that they make this so cinematic. And we talked actually about this in the preview episodes when after we watched that first scene, Mm -hmm. like there's just too much going on. Right. Right, They overdo it. They overdid it in the season two finale with like Mm -hmm. thousands of those little ships flying around. Yeah, Yeah. Like it's just too much. And the other thing, too, is that they really have to realize that 90 I, I don't know how many percent I'm going to say like 75 and above percent of people are not watching this on a big screen TV. Like granted, we do have, you have a big TV. We have a big TV here. I don't always watch it on there. I watch it on my iPad. I watch it on my computer. I watch it on my phone. But in this day and age, like things like that, you know, the other thing that bothers me, not necessarily about discovery, but about other shows is when they use really small type on like Mm. the intro and like all like all that that bothers me as well but anyway like it doesn't need to be movie level cinematic because most of the time people are not watching cbs all access on us you know on a big screen tv that's my feeling uh i i still we have a big screen tv i don't even know how big it is it's not as big as yours but um Mm. i still end up watching most of the episodes on a 32 inch television or on my ipad Right. So I, you know, it just doesn't make sense to have this big need, this need to make it so cinematic, like spend that money either on better, I don't know, better sets or not that I love their sets, but invest it in sets or invest it in writing where we get to know the, the secondary crew or more, <laughs> you know, or, or we get to see Navarre, the planet, uh, you know, Things like that, like yeah. do some uh, do some offsite shooting, like they did for Trill mm-hmm. and uh, for uh, the world that Michael crashes on. They went to Iceland right. for that. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, just I, I don't know. So that's that that's the thing about Discovery that really bothers me the most, and well, I think that I didn't it, like. You know, I feel Discovery. One of the issues with Discovery is that sometimes I don't know what they're. I feel they think that bigger is better. But I think that someone needs to be editing this in a more like discerning fashion where they're like, no, we don't need this kind of scene because that scene didn't even do anything for me. It wasn't that interesting, even in terms of action, you know, is like whatever, you know, Um, they basically need someone to be like to be cutting stuff like, you know, they need like a Tim Gunn on set to be like, hmm, you know, is this necessary? It's a lot of look, you know. Like just to like edit, edit back. You don't need this to make a good looking show, you know? So in any case, um, so yeah. So in terms of the things that I disliked, um, I had like three and a half or four. Um, so one already mentioned, I, I felt that there was a lack of imagination when it comes to what the future looks like. Um, yeah, I just feel that there was some lost opportunity in terms of how different it could have been. Um, I don't need to rehash that. Um, I talked about this in when we talked about the finale, um, and this goes along with what you're saying when it comes to the trouble lifts and things like that. But them kind of being very loosey goosey with like science, technology, common sense. Sometimes, um, you know, there's just like a lack of thoughtfulness in some ways uh, when it comes to stuff like that. Like the because the world building for me is such an important factor like even the things with the shielding like shields and transport like those things take me out of the viewing of the episode because it's 
very clear cut rules or common sense. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's very, very, very distracting and they should fix that somehow. Um, so my other thing, okay. So this is my last thing that I dislike. And I realized when I was kind of listening to our last episode and um, I was talking about this, I didn't really want to, I didn't, I realized I didn't really explain um, why I said this upon kind of listening to what I talked about. Um, and that was when I was saying, um, you know, I, when I watched the finale, I kind of had like a existential crisis. Um, so I had an existential crisis as a Star Trek fan for two reasons. One was because of the technology and, you know, the lack of basically respect for science technology. Um, the other thing for me is just like, I don't really know how much I like Michael Burnham as a character or Sneaky Martin Green as an actress, which is a problem because this is, she is the central pillar to Discovery. I do not like that Michael Burnham. And I've talked about this at length. I do not like Michael Burnham is constantly our Lord and savior, um, always. Um, I also think that Sneaky Green, I. I feel that she's more of a stage actress. Like she's very, I feel she's very, very, very dramatic. Um, I think she's very heavy handed in her acting. Um, she's not subtle. Discovery is not subtle. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a heavy handed show. Like even like what we were saying before about um, kind of the formation of a family, which I totally respect. And, you know, I, I do like that finally on Star Trek, we're kind of exploring this idea of family and particularly from a non cisgender perspective, right? But I feel like Discovery and Star Trek, you know, they were kind of behind the game when it came to exploring those kind of relationships and people who were uh, non-binary, people who are transgender um, and, they, I feel like there was a lot of fanfare about it. Um, and even, and I'll compare this with The Expanse because again, that is so uh, top of mind for me. Um, so in The Expanse, for those of you uh, your listeners that don't watch The Expanse, there is like one subplot in The Expanse of this part, this part of the season that we're watching where there is a polyamorous um, like, fun, like unit. And I'm talking about drummers family, right? The polyamorous, but they don't make a big deal about it. It's just, it just, it's just there, you know? And even though I was like, oh, are they kind of just sleeping with each other? And then I was like, wait, they're they all they're one family. And it's very subtle. And it's just, it, it just is, you know. Um, it's very natural. No one questions it. They're just family. Discovery is not a subtle show. They, it, everything I feel, and this is Sonequa Martin's green acting, and it maybe plays well into Discovery as a show, is that it is heavy-handed acting. It is um, everything. It's it's always a hammer, not a chisel. Um, in she's always like <laughs> she's always on a soapbox. Um, everything's a speech. Uh, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. It's just like I have such issues with Discovery. I'd, so the existential crisis, I don't know how much I like Discovery as a show, you know, in general, um, especially compared to TN, my, my favorite, TNG and DS9, you know, where sometimes you had, to, you know, I mean, TNG was kind of superficial sometimes, but DS9, you sometimes you, there, 
like sometimes you have to kind of figure you know, there are all these like like I talked about I think was it last episode like all these gray areas you know where it wasn't kind of handed to you on a soapbox it was kind of like you had to figure out as a viewer if you agree or disagree with the decisions being made or what's the right thing what's the right decision <sighs> discovery is just like not that kind of show and I don't know if I like it as a show, you know, like, so again, this, so that to elaborate, that's why I was like, when I was watching the finale, I literally had an existential crisis. I was like, I don't know if I like this, you know, and it's a problem for me. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that bringing that up, I mean, the way that you rated the seasons definitely would, would make me question whether you liked Discovery and I mean, a six on any other scale would be failing for most for the most part, but it's like okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, okay. but if you do, if you aren't resonating with the main character or the main actor who plays them, then of course you know you may not like it, and um, I think that that's uh, that's okay. So um, yeah, I'm still a Star Trek fan. Don't be wrong. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's just. I don't know. And, like and to go back to a previous point that you made that I didn't want to interrupt you for, but I think that uh, as far as discovery goes, I'm hoping that this is not going to be the case with Picard season two, but mm-hmm. I think it, 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 it uh, balances itself more on the fantasy side rather than the sci-fi, the science or the science right. fiction part of right. sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 and it's you know, been a sci-fi. through line, you know, even season yeah, two, like time crystals. I was like, what the fuck is a time crystal? Yeah, like, sure. I mean, like, yeah. What it's, the it's fuck a, is that? You know? Yeah, sure. Or, you know, the way that they age in that on that planet too. So Wait, uh, the Which way one? that uh child grows, he's oh, an adult. Oh. He's an adult because of the way that the, sure, the, the whole time, environment time works. Yeah, I mean, they just dropped him off uh not too long ago. So uh, you know, so I think that it's, uh, you know, it does edge on more of the fantasy side of science fiction fantasy than it does on the sci-fi side of it. Right. Um, you know, and, and I hope that it doesn't become a completely sci- uh, fantasy show, that it right. does go back to being science fiction Um or which is science, why I was so snarky. Science-based <laughs> fiction, which is, you know, which is part of the problem. So I think that, right. you know, I understand that piece of it. And as you were talking, that kind of pieced it together. Like it it airs on more of the fantasy side yeah. of of this than it does on the science side of it. And it's, right. it's, it's, kind of, it's unfortunate. I think, but, yeah. And that's why when, you know, I, I showed you an article where Alice Kurtzman was teasing season four and he's like, we're going to get into the science of it. I was like, are you? Or is it going to be more magic? You know, like, give me a break. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't pick up you know? on your sarcasm, but after you said I'm being sarcastic, it all made sense. Of course, yes, yeah. you would. Yeah, I agree. I And I didn't read his comments except for what you sent me. I, I Right, wanna, that was it. I, that, was a, that was it, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it sounds to... like next season, based on what Alex Kurtzman saying, is going to be another like mystery box it's like sure some, i mean you know. it's fine you know this sure. we we see this is the format that they're they're used to this is this is the format that they're doing uh this is what discovery is going to be it's going to be a 13 yeah. 13 episode arc show 
where you are introduced at the beginning, you get little adventures throughout some of, mm-hmm. some of them, as you say, fetch quests, a lot of them. Um, and at the end in the, you know, last two episodes, it kind of wraps up the mystery of the whole season and then throws a nice bow on it. I mean, that's going to be discovery. And, and so hopefully, you know, Picard and lower decks and strange new worlds will cover other ways of storytelling that won't kind of do that. Um, and from everything we've heard about Strange New Worlds, which isn't much, but it's going to be very much an episodic right. mm-hmm. show. So I think, yeah. and going back to Next Generation or uh, the original series, that kind of format, which is totally fine and and good. Uh, you know, I'll I love a variety of different things for for Star Trek, and I hope that they don't do another. I mean, they had a 10, 10 uh, episode arc in card but i felt like that was you you got payoffs along the way that were pretty big mm-hmm. um and big enough to kind of uh sustain you throughout the show right so uh, discovery is a different animal and a different beast and so uh yeah so i i think we can just expect more of the same and uh you know if you don't enjoy it you don't enjoy it uh um, so watch it yeah you still watch yeah. it so yeah there we go um cool so should we talk about our favorite episodes and our least favorite episodes yeah um, so since what were some since... of your yeah what were some of your top what were you gonna say oh yeah, i was yeah. gonna go the other way why don't we start with the bottom and then end on the oh top. okay okay so okay i'll go first this time yes please do. i haven't talked at length um so <laughs> in the last five minutes you haven't talked <laughs> <at length. laughs> yes um so my least favorite episode is the finale that hope is you part two i i hated it Disliked it strongly. Uh, hate's a strong word, but I really didn't like it. And I don't need to get into it because I already talked about that length already. Um, and I don't think there were a lot of episodes I really disliked. Like, you know, I think a lot of the episodes are actually fine. Um, I think the only other one that I would probably say I didn't like as much would be The Sanctuary, which is when they go to Books Planet, um, only because it was kind of like a catch up episode. And then the main thing with, um, you know, the the whole thing between Book and his brother, I didn't really think was that compelling. And that was like the, the central, that was like the A plot. Um, so I thought that was kind of a weak episode. I'm glad we caught over everyone else, uh, in, as we mentioned in our review. But um, otherwise, I thought that was kind of like, just like whatever episode. But I have to say, like, most of the episodes were like, fine. Like, they were like middle of the road, fine, not bad. And then there were a few stellar ones. But for me, it was probably The Sanctuary and That Hope Is You Part 2 that I would I would say I disliked. What about you? Uh, for me, uh, so my least favorite one was uh, Die Trying. Oh, uh, interesting. With, with Nan and the, the, the ship and the kind of the fetch quest. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that it was my least favorite mainly because they got to Federation headquarters and then mm-hmm. they were kind of like distrusted and, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't, was not the welcome that they mm-hmm. expected or that I expected. And I just didn't. Really I thought about it. this episode too, as a bottom one, but I didn't because um, we were introduced to the Federation headquarters and you know, oh, okay. there was, I was like, Oh, you know, but that part kind of raised the, Oh, okay yeah it didn't uh it didn't it was more about the the way that they were treated and and also mm, just okay. the adventure on you know i and it's a great hugh episode um hugh mm-hmm. culber was in it you know uh, 
so my uh so that was my least favorite episode okay. probably the season uh okay. the one just above that would be far from home which uh was episode two um and you know what i'll tell you it was hard to rank i ranked all of these um and i just kind of went through and i said what what would i go back and watch and what would i wouldn't and what you know mm-hmm. what kind of things did i see and you know, far from home, really, it kind of came down to introducing Zara and and uh, watching Tilly and Saru go on uh, this fetch quest again. Uh, and uh, so it's not a not a lot for me to be excited about in the episode. So, um, yeah, our crew arrives, they crash land. Get, I got it there. You know, Michelle Yeoh is Giorgio is uh pissed badass moment yeah badass moments uh you know again like I said earlier every episode has a highlight at least one or two uh but and this that would probably be the moment for from this but uh it just wasn't uh wasn't um Mm -hmm. great for me and then the other one uh the one just above that would be scavengers I mean it was great to see Michael and Giorgio kind of go off on their own and go rogue uh-huh. but also um uh, you know not a lot not a lot to really um to to make me want to go back and kind of watch that again um and mm-hmm. interestingly enough just above that one is the first part that hope is you part 1 uh simply because i mean you get some some there again some pieces you like but again am i going to go back and watch it I don't know. I don't think so. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe just to watch the bizarre scene where they get to a uh, sanctuary or whatever it's called. Um, not sanctuary, but whatever they call the city that they go and trade in. And Oh, yeah, that, that was but, fine. Uh, was, you know, I didn't mind it. It was a setup episode. Yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah, you'll you'll kind of see that most of these are setup episodes or kind of filler episodes, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the sanctuary was just above that. So uh, that was kind of my bottom bottom list and again i again i like i said i can find something good in all of them uh it's whether i will go back and watch them again sure yeah so sure so sure. do you want to share do you want to share your top episodes for yeah this so yeah. my favorite episodes um unification three or i mentioned that great episode favorite episode of the season uh there is a tide which i also really liked uh because it gave us these really great moments whether it be between vance and osira and we got to see some like i don't i I don't know it was like some like machinations you know back and forth and stuff like that i thought that was always interesting you know like and we don't get enough of this in star trek anymore but sometimes these like just like these scenes where people are talking and you can see them like they're like negotiating or playing diplomat you know like and this was this used to be a joke about star trek versus star wars right like a, sometimes a thrilling scene in star trek would be like people around a conference table and they're just like you know like star trek 6 would be perfect that dinner scene between when the clans come yeah. on board you right. know and people would make fun of it but honestly for star trek that's honestly some of my favorite stuff like you just know that these people are coming from so many different perspectives and you see, you're seeing them like hash it out. It's a little awkward, you know. Um, but I miss that about Star Trek, you know, when some of the most thrilling scenes are conversations versus, you know, things blowing up. 
Um, so I really like that about this episode, like, you know, that, that statecraft that, you know, they're both employing and you, you can, you're trying to see like, what, what are they going for? You know, what, you know, what are they willing to, how far are they willing to go? You know, like, I really like that a lot. Um, and then we, and then we also talk about this a little bit, but, um, you know, the, this, this thing, the things are going on between Michael and Stamets, um, setting up that conflict, um, and whether or not you agree with how someone's reacted and how Michael uh, took charge of the situation, you know, I, I, I thought that that set up a lot of great character drama. So that was actually, yeah, so that episode uh, really did it for me. Uh, and then finally, it's kind of a cheap, a tariff firmer, parts one and two. I thought it was a good sit-off for Jojo. I did have a few qualms with this episode with the characterization of characterization of Jojo, but overall, I love Mirror Universe, you know, it's just, it's just so much fun. It gives all the cast great. You know, this is where being over the top, being dramatic is perfect. Uh, and I don't have a question. I don't have an issue when that's the case with Mirror Universe, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's just fun, a fun time. So yeah, those would be my th three favorite episodes. I mean, Unification, I mean, Terraformer rather is technically two-parter, but yeah. Uh, so those would be mine. What about you? Well, that's pretty funny. So my favorite one of the season was Unification Three. Okay, uh, that made, yeah. it was the number one episode for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I'll ever forget seeing Spock, Ambassador Spock, yes, in Michael's quarters with yes. Michael and Book so looking good. at him and hearing his Leonard Nimoy's voice again. Yes, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, so just a great episode. Um, so good. So good. Uh, and that was a lot of like a lot of great banter and and for me like conversations and banter is what i look forward to the most so mm -hmm. for instance the banter at at the dinner scene in star trek 6 is the reason why i like it you know the, so just the banter uh all the way down to uh mccoy saying i'm gonna go find a pot of coffee and mm -hmm. uh check up on the bridge thing you know, my head is like a warp core explosion or something. Oh, I forget, yeah. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, witty banter like that. And that that translates across uh, not just across Star Trek, but across sci-fi, uh, not just across sci-fi, but across all shows like, uh, you know, uh, Sports Night is one of my favorite and The West Wing are mm -hmm. two of my favorite shows of all time because of their just the way that the banter is so natural and so witty and so yeah. on point. So um yeah and and so my second one is Terra Firma parts one and two. Yeah. Uh you know a great send-off from Michelle Yeo's Emperor Giorgio. We get to go back to the mirror universe mm -hmm. or a mirror universe. I don't know if it I don't think it's the mirror universe. Well, yeah, but it's a, me, a mirror universe. Yeah. So uh you know we get to say goodbye we get the guardian of forever like a lot of mm -hmm. great great moments uh and you know to go back to something that i didn't like uh which i said was an exception like the way that we get to see the the bridge crew uh in the mirror universe um was really great and then my third one third most favorite, so i grouped those together so my third favorite show, uh episode of this season was that hope is you part two I said mm -hmm. it last week in last week's episode. I loved right. it. It was great Star Trek for me. 
Um, there is a tide is number four for me. So mm -hmm. uh, for for us, for, for, for us, for us, for the most part, the only one we disagree part. on is uh, that hope is you. But, uh, you know, that hope is you. It's still it's still a great episode of Star Trek to me. And uh, seeing Michael Barnum in the captain's chair is amazing. And honestly, uh, something that we've waited for three seasons for so i have not waited for that but i know it, you haven't <laughs> i do i will say this though i do agree with you about the michael barnum being the savior of everything and i hope my hope is that now that she's captain we'll get to see some other characters kind of do the the heavy lifting when it comes to saving the ship or mm. saving the universe or you know where she's the type of leader that empowers her crew to kind of do those things and yeah, that'd to, be nice um so you know my hope my hope for season four is that we'll get to see some of that and that yeah, we'll get sure. to see a new different character and it won't be that she needs to save the universe so yeah i guess i guess for me it was never important you know i i think when discovery was first announced and then our we were given this idea that the main character wouldn't be the captain mm -hmm. i was actually totally on board with that because i was like let's break with tradition for me, Michael just never had to be captain. Like, you know, it was interesting to kind of see our focus be on someone else other than the captain. So, um, you know, it just, she never had to be captain. Like for me, it's, I guess, obviously we have a different opinion here. She just, she didn't need that rank to be able to do what she does. She can continue to be the savior of the universe, sure. Um, but you know, like I actually enjoy Saru's captain. You know, I, I don't. You know, I know we, we can. I mean, I still about. I, I mean, no. I, well I mean, did. I. Yeah, I, I enjoyed but, Saru as a captain, and, and having and, a non-human captain. Yeah, you know, sure. um, I really liked it, and yeah. it, it just gave Doug sure. Jones a. And a chance we have no pass. idea what's going to happen in season four. You know, it, you know. So who knows what's going to happen? Maybe she will go back to not being the captain again. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, she, she did take it from a humble place. And I think that sure. one of the things that is important, you know, in my experience in the real world and in leadership is that, you know, when when someone who craves leadership is given that role, they usually mm -hmm. abuse it mm -hmm. um, or they, they're not there for the right reasons. And I think that Michael Burnham represents the other side of that coin. Someone who is reluctant to take be the leader, uh, even on the bridge at you know before she became captain, she consults with Tilly, and Tilly says, "No, take it. Uh, we we want to follow you." Um, I I think that that she takes that very humbly and very um, mm. you know. So I you know the the savior part for me when doesn't apply to when she becomes captain. And that's also why she's kind mm -hmm. of thrust into it and chosen and asked to lead. And mm -hmm. I think that that's, that's an important perspective and, and something important to watch and see. So hopefully they'll follow that through in the coming seasons if they decide to keep her captain with that kind of perspective of she's now the, the leader. And yeah. what the leader does is make everyone else shine yeah and uh i think that that's that's my hope for season four is if mm -hmm. that that happens so that's also you know so that's why i really do love that hope is you and 
my hope for season four and onward is that Michael can now that Michael's captain, let's just let her be captain. I don't the problem with the captaincy of Discovery is that it's been a little bit like the defense against the dark arts position, the Hogwarts. It's like no one can stay in that chair yeah, for longer than a year. Yeah. So let's just let's just be, let her be captain, and we don't need someone else to like captain Discovery. It's just like yeah, there's sure. been there's just been it's like musical chairs like unnecessary. Yeah, totally. I totally agree, and that's a great uh, Hogwarts is a great example of yeah of that. yeah yeah exactly. So, so um, yeah, great. Cool um so now that we've talked about our top and bottom episodes i thought it would be good for us to just kind of look back at um our preview of season three and we already kind of touched on some of this um but just to see you know like what we wanted going into the season and how much of that we actually got out of these 13 episodes damn it michael look at me Osira will destroy what is left of the Federation. And she's going to use you to do it. No, no, no. We, we have time. Right now, you and me, let's go. We have time. What are you doing? No. No. We came to the future for you. We followed you. Hugh followed you. We gave up everything so you wouldn't have to be here alone. How can you do this? I'm sorry. My God! So, Mike, why don't you start? Okay. Uh, you know, my number one was who is going to be captain. We just talked about that. Uh-huh. But it, it's also a, an answer that we got really early in the season mm-hmm. with Captain Saru. So, um, yeah. and, you know, and my other question was, how does a crash discovery get off the planet? Uh, Michael oh, tractors them off. So, okay, sure. There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, Stamets and Culber. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, one of my favorite things of the season. Yeah. Uh, meeting Adira and Gray and exploring them. Again, part of the Hugh, Hugh and Paul family unit yeah. i think that that was really you know and and i think that this is why i loved this season so we we hit okay. the things that were more important to me mm-hmm. than the things that were more important to you i think yeah. and and we'll get there but uh, though i didn't do, get it. going into this though i did i was hoping for more when it comes to ian alexander i felt that he sure. got I thought that he got sidelined a little bit with the yep. whole nature of his character, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, but hopefully, we'll get more of that in season four. Yeah. That's the that's the whole anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely thought he, especially with the big press announcement, I thought he'd have more to do. Yeah, I, uh, of course, you know, as as did I, and and I think that uh, as we've said, as I've said before, we needed to shed some characters in order to make room for new characters. And we've got some great new characters. So let's hope that we don't go out there and continue to add on to the crew that we Mm -hmm. focus on the secondary crew and focus on these new characters that we've already got on there. So, um, we didn't get a new discovery theme with the new logo, but we did see some update. Some some updates, not a lot of a, a few updates in the intro. 
Yeah, maybe they do that every year. It's on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I know you don't love the discovery theme or the. I I like it. I don't love it, but uh, you know, yeah, it doesn't have the. Yeah, it's funny. I really like it. I really like the discovery theme. I know you do. Yeah, and I also love the blueprint. It's it's so different from what we've gotten in past house sequences. But yeah, yeah. Um, what is the burn? So again, that was my number five. Mm. Uh, so when we found out it was Sukal and what that entailed, I was like, fine, that's that's good. And and also just one last point. I don't know if I've made it clear, but I think that the impact of one person doing all of this damage is uh is pretty great, and I think it's a great explanation for why. Excuse me, why Saru steps away from Discovery to go help this you yeah. know this being do that so and it did take the whole season as we talked about so when it we did. talked when we talked yeah. in this in the preview episode we were like oh should we it'll be solved in a few episodes okay maybe half the season while well, it actually took the whole season so but i am glad that they revealed like what the burn was at least the impact of the burn in the first episode like it didn't take us like three episodes just to like figure out like to discover what the burn was you know yeah, it, sure like i was like afraid they would drag even that part out but book explains it like right away right away yeah like, oh, yep. you know yeah so and then uh, my sixth one was seeing the whole bridge crew and what their status is we we've talked at, oh, at length about that so yeah. yeah so that that was what i was looking forward to in the season I, I think my top three were kind of fulfilled in a lot of a lot of great ways so mm-hmm. uh I, i'm pretty happy yeah so my number one was what is the burn which to me was kind of a bust um it was kind of underwhelming in terms of kind of that whole opening that mystery box and kind of discovering what happened there it was like whatever uh for me the payoff was not worth the um the edging that we got in this uh but that was part of a triumvirate of questions yes, to your number yes, one yes um so yes edging of the burn did not culminate in something satisfactory for me um but also what is the deal with the federation right now we kind of got we got that for sure we got that um yeah. we did but you know it would have been great to kind of delve a little bit deeper um and even and even playing into what we we're talking about before like being able to explore the ships like other ships and like you know more of that world building aspect um other than kind of being stuck on discovery at least we saw like headquarters you know that was nice and everything's like you know program or matter blah 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 whatever might as well be a big holodeck for sure um sure um and then yeah and then also like the current state of the galaxy so that was more playing into the socio-political which we got you know because that's why i liked our unification three so much even though we didn't get to visit navarre you're right um i didn't actually even think about that until you mentioned it uh because we got people coming up from the planet and for me that was it was great to see the council whatever the council of the quorum and to see them kind of thicker a little bit um you know, that, maybe that goes into like what we we're talking about or what I liked about uh, in terms of what I like to see earlier when it comes to seeing d- these different perspectives come to the table and they weren't at a conference table necessarily. Um, but you see, you still see that they're coming from such different POVs and um, they they all want the best for their, the people, you know, but it's like the state of disagreement. Um, so that was that was one glimpse of it that I really like, but I, I want more. Um, 
So moving on to number two, more time with the secondary crew. Again, we got some of that. Whether or not that was satisfactory is another matter, but at least we got something. Uh, throwbacks to previous Star Trek series. So we got a little bit of this as well. Uh, again, why Unification 3 was so good, but you know, uh, could have got more of that. Uh, number four for me was seeing new cast members, um, particularly with Blue and Ian. Um, yes, yes, more time for Ian could have been warranted, but again, I'll take it. So the next point for me was um, the emotional fallout of traveling a thousand years into the future and the effect that it had on the crew. So we definitely got some of this, um, particularly with what we were saying before with Detmer in particular, but then Cole realizing that it wasn't just Detmer. It was like a lot of people on the ship. And one of the things that we didn't talk about was, I don't remember which episode it was, but when they did have that awkward dinner, remember when Saru yeah, like, right. to dinner and wow. we got all of them at one table and it was awkward as shit, you know? And Detmer yeah. was like... That was basically crazy. Like she was like out of her mind. Yeah, she know? was. Um, but so was Stamets. Stamets was having his. Yeah, like, they're all. Struggling. He was having his little ego trip, and uh, you know it was kind of unfortunate because Bryce and Reese didn't really say too much at the dinner. Yeah, yeah, um, there could have been more, I think, cultivated in that scene. But we yeah. at least we got this takeaway that everyone kind of wasn't in a good place. Wasn't okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish you got more, but again, I'll take it. You know, it yeah. was again a exploration of where yeah. they were at emotionally, their psyche, um, and also giving us more of an opportunity to see these characters talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those were my uh, five, the five things that I really wanted to get out of the season. We definitely got some of it. Uh, some of my top ones were a little bit less fulfilled. But, you know, overall, sure. Yes. So there cool. we go. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, that is a rather long review of season three. Yeah, that was a lot to go through. But here we are. But here we are. And uh, so we'd love to hear what you, our dear listeners, think about season three as a whole. So if you'd like to share your thoughts with us, how can they reach us, Johnson? Yes, so you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com or you can reach us through Facebook. No, Facebook is wrong. Uh, or you can reach <laughs> us through Instagram, Twitter. I forgot. I, I, all right, whatever. I forgot that um, we don't have Facebook. Um, you can also reach us through, not Facebook, but through Twitter and Instagram. And our handles there is simply at deepspacepride. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. But otherwise, that's it uh, for Discovery Season 3. And, and all new do, track. That's and like, do we even know like what we're talking about next? No. So it'll be a surprise to our viewers. <laughs> it'll be a surprise for all of us. For all of us. Uh, we yeah, we're working on some things, uh, but uh, I don't know when they'll come together. So uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, and um, yeah, we, we hope you'll come back here and join us next week when or we have when another we episode something. of something something Deep space pride yeah cool yeah. All, right. all right bye everyone well, thanks everyone bye
Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Coconut!